lost track what I was talking about because of that. I, I just... You were talking about... Guys, I'm still worn out from the Little Pump episode. I don't think I can muster much in the way of indignation today. <laughs> There's nothing to be indignant about. This song is embedded into the psyche of pretty much everyone who was in any kind of primary school onward after the year 2000 because everyone has heard this song and everyone has heard the song in the exact same context. This, this is like mild brainwashing. What song? The, what song? The song <laughs> is Graduation, parentheses, Friends Forever by Vitamin C, and you are hearing it on the Song Topsy Report podcast, where we dissect bad music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm the guy getting us back on track 24-7, Steve Trollinger. Excuse me for getting lost in the nostalgia of... I don't know if there's any song that has more potent nostalgia associated with it than this song. Because as I was saying... Time of Your Life by Green Day. (laughs) Very, very close. It might even be a toss-up. But this song, no matter where you are, because we have listeners in many, many states, in many countries all over the world, but no matter what, anyone who has heard the song before has heard it in the exact same context. Everyone who heard the song for the first time was probably in an auditorium... Mm -hmm. Seeing it on a giant projector, seeing seeing a, a, there's a giant projector, and it was showing a slideshow of all of the photos from that year at school with this song playing in the background. Not so my th- graduation class. We had a choice between either Time of Your Life, because it was 2004 and it was ubiquitous, or White Snakes, Here I Go Again on Our Own. And by God, I may not have had much high school pride, but I was proud the day we as a group selected the White Snake song instead. Your school was very progressive. <laughs> Breaking the mold there, Steve. Breaking I was, it. I, we picked that song, and that day I I thought to myself, if this is possible, I can live in a world where women are paid the same wages as men, <laughs> and that color isn't taken into consideration when any sort of societal or uh, 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 career decision is made. You got to the true meaning of what White Snake I think, was really going for. Yeah. Here I go again, on my own. <laughs> Going down the only road I've ever known. But see, that song, you could use... Oh, no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that song you could use in many circumstances. You could just listen to it on its own, for instance, like just as a song one would listen to. This song was manufactured for one specific event and one event only. It's in the goddamn title. (laughs) And they knew... And it's... Oh, it's so potent. I mean... You are seeing photos of you as a 16-year-old in high school with friends that you've never spoken with again. Oh, this song is weaponized nostalgia. <laughs> I'm sad. I feel like I'm being shot with bullets of remembrance. Aren't you thinking about friends you haven't spoken to? since high school graduation right now, aren't you remembering exactly where you were, what your mindset was, what your emotions were like at that pivotal time in your life? Uh, No. Yes, (laughs) yes, man. Oh, there's tears in my eyes. I'm remembering. Yeah, Mr. Whitesnake over here doesn't quite have that same association. Because he went on his own, man. Like they said. Going down the only road he's ever known. (laughs) 
I ain't wasting no more time. No, because I, I, I don't necessarily think this is an awful song, but this song is... It's just odd, and like like I said, you only you only hear this song in one context. Like I don't know who is actually listening to the song on any other day other than some month in May or June when you're graduating. Who else is listening to the song? If I wanted to get cynical, and I and when do, do you never not want to? <laughs> and I do. I would say that uh, if I, from a cynical perspective, I would uh, give vitamin C, Ms. C. Uh, Definite props for on purpose creating a song that allows her to get paid every May. <laughs> that like, is her retirement she, plan. Day, she day, song, baby. If she wrote this song thinking, I'm gonna write a song that high schools nationwide will have no choice but to play it every May for the rest of my life. I can be sure that I will never run out of money. And if she did that on purpose, she's a capitalist of the highest quality. <laughs> God, it's pretty ingenious. I mean, like I said, and you don't. And given how she's the vice president of music at Nickelodeon currently, <laughs> Whoa. let's not get ahead of ourselves there, Stephen. Uh, no, vitamin C. Actually, I gotta say, she seems to have managed her career fairly well. So she, uh, you guys might want to sit down for this because I, 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 I don't want to blow your minds too much. Yeah, everyone records uh, podcasts standing up. Yes, so yes, we've God, all been standing. Yeah, we've all been standing up. Hey, you point. know, with those uh, New Year's resolutions, trying to like burn some yeah, more calories. Yes, you burn more calories standing up than sitting down. Mm-hmm. I read that but online. I'll, but I'll sit down. Yes. Okay. So sit down for this because um, I'm going to blow your minds. Uh, her actual name is not vitamin C. No, get sit the, down. Get don't. the fuck out of here, whoa, whoa, Nick. Whoa, Nick, whoa, Nick. Mike, Mike's Mike's falling over. Uh, Mike, her name is not vitamin C. Her name is actually Colleen Fitzpatrick. But she chose the stage name Vitamin C for her pop career. Oh, she Irish? Is that Irish name? She's American, but I'm sure she's of Irish descent. Oh, you. you're always... No, she's South African. I don't always, know. Why are you always... You're always looking for that. You're always looking... What is she? I need to know what she is before I can choose to yeah, accept my, her. Yeah, but you can barely keep a lid on your inherent racism at any point. Where... Yeah, but what, what's her name? No, but where's she really from? That sounds like an Irish name to me. Lazy, drunken Irishman. You know, their brains aren't as fully formed as us Englishmen. Potato eating, <laughs> potato eating drunkards, the lot of them, says I, Mike Russell. Ah, Faith, as we go on, we remember all those times we had together. Faith and Bagara. That's kind of an Irish Actually, song. This is, this is like an Irish song. No, this song is not nearly, well, it's kind of depressing, but it's it not does, nearly depressing enough. Irish songs, Irish drinking songs are either about how members of the family are dead, how much they hate the English, and how many Englishmen they've killed. <laughs> And that's it. Those two things. Yes. Yes. So speaking of songs about uh, death, uh, killing the British, or drinking, uh, Graduation Friends Forever by Vitamin C. Uh, so Colleen Fitzpatrick. She no, is... you can't do a second intro. You already did your... Well, when we your... go on such a long segue about how she... How, just Fitzpatrick. That's all we needed to go on this tangent on Irish music. She is a pop singer, songwriter, record producer, dancer, and actress. She, um, I look up to, yes, she's an actress. You may recall her as the lead, as the female lead in the uh, hit film Dracula 2000. Hey, hey, you better not have been sarcastic when you said hit. That's a fantastic Dracula story, Dracula 2000. I would say it's a great story wrapped in a mediocre movie. 
Man, you just don't get it, man. What, wait, what happens in as that a prof- one? As, I will as say, a professed fan of the horror genre, you do not... Oh, my God. You really want to put Dracula 2000 as the pinnacle of the vampire <laughs> I movie? I didn't say it's the pinnacle, but I said it has. it's much better than you'd think it would based solely on the cover art for the film itself. No, so she she had, she had did some acting roles, and then uh, okay. she was uh, a musician, is what she's uh, best known for. I will say, I look up to her a little bit, though, because uh, she graduated from NYU with a bachelor's in English. So I st- have a role model finally to look up so to thanks. the one person who got a bachelor's in english who had a successful career she's just what you you, you have her put, i see what her posters up on your wall now nick you yes. look every night you're like dreams can come true yes this <laughs> this will have a purpose one day vitamin c is good for me um <laughs> she became a solo pop artist she was she was in some bands earlier um but then it was when she went under the name vitamin c that she became very popular for very short period of time, around 1999 to 2001, is uh, when she was very popular because she had quite a few hit songs, uh, including the song "Graduation." Uh, she was so popular, I discovered that they made a doll out of her, which you can still buy on Amazon. The Vitamin C Pop Singing Sensation Doll by Mattel. What? <laughs> We're looking at it right now. It's uh, on sale for thirty-two dollars and twenty-four cents plus shipping, and there's only one left in stock. So if you want to order it, you got to do it now. I mean, come on, Mat- uh, she's a skinny blonde white chick. Mattel she has orange hair. Mattel had that model. They didn't need to. T- That's just a Barbie doll, you know. They just had that model. But it's got the orange hair. It's all about the orange hair. Yes, and she even got her own uh, shade of lipstick that was that kind of shade of orange. So why wasn't it a sh- hair shade? Why was it a shade of lipstick that they sold and not the hair shade itself? I'm sure there's some market research that I'm not aware of in terms of what is more marketable than other things. But we need to bring back the vitamin C hairstyle. I think every, you're gonna have to spearhead that. I, I don't think I can. You, every lady should go out there right now, go to the hairdresser, and just boom, vitamin C it up. I, you heard it here first, ladies of the Song Topsy Report. Get out there and demand this '90s haircut. <laughs> vitamin C ended up releasing two albums. First album had basically all of her hits on it. Second album did fairly well, not quite as well. She switched to a new. All of her hits, you say. All of her hits. Well, so she had that the s- one hit. No, graduation. Then she also did the song "Put a Smile on Your Face." I have never heard this song. What you gonna do? Say what you gonna do? I've never heard this song. What you gonna do? Say what you gonna do? At the end of the episode, we'll play that. Mind for you. you, during the '90s, again, I had no control over the car radio. My parents did, so I didn't hear. Oh, and there's no internet. That's true. I didn't hear any music from my own generation till I was well. It past was all the Glenn Miller and his big orchestra. My parents. My parents weren't 65 when I was. I was even teen. <laughs> Just because you're an old man trapped in a thirty-year-old body, I shouldn't assume that uh, your parents are as well. The '90s were all about smiling, man. It was all feel-good music. I think every single song that came out. That's why I think there was. Yeah, I think all that pent-up happiness led to the uh, <laughs> cynicism and just awfulness that followed. Yeah, but that's a theory for another episode. Uh, so she had this peak in popularity um, when. Her music career kind of subsided. She did some acting. She had did some little cameos and like shows. Uh, I remember. I think I said uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She did an episode, and then a whole bunch of other shows I never recognized. Um, but now she has um, uh, become a producer and songwriter for other bands, and she's currently uh, the VP of Music at Nickelodeon. So she has settled into a somewhat more corporate role, but a role that still allows her her creative output. Like, I actually admire that. I think that's the best way to have a career in music. She performed as a musician, then she was a songwriter and producer for other bands, and now she's she's working in the division of Nickelodeon. There's she one was, reason why. Why? It's the hair. 
I don't know if she still has that hair, though. Oh, See, she was up for promotion in the Nickelodeon green slime department, but she turned that down and decided to go VP of music. Wait, wait, wait. She had an option between VP of music and... The, the Nickelodeon che- green slime department. Because the- that, in, in, you know, the 90s, that was entirely Nickelodeon's uh, economy. That was essentially all... That was their only output. I'm imagining some sort of workplace orientation video for that now, where you, you joined the, the... What is the department called again? Uh, the Department of Green Slime. Yes, you join the Department of Green Slime in Nickelodeon, and then you get the orientation video, and it's got, like, the the old-timey, like, sounds of industry, like... You're embarking on an exciting career on one of the premier children's TV stations. Gre- greetings, new hire. It is I, Mark Summers. <laughs> Here to take you through the wonderful world of Nickelodeon's Department of Green Slime. Boop, 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 Like the appropriate time to slime in the workplace. When it's okay to slime and when it's not. No, that's that's the HR department's job. That's the HR. I want to see the HR's video for the slime department. It's Mark Summers again, but he's he's super serious. Here at the Department of Green Slime, Nickelodeon likes to keep the workplace fair. Which one of these is okay? That's certainly some green slime you have there. That's okay. Yo, check out the jiggle of that green slime. That's not okay. I can't wait to t- I can't wait to take Charlene from accounts over the backside over that green slime. <laughs> that is not okay. <laughs> I'm what? just now I'm just imagining people fucking on the, the, the double their slides. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Googling to see if it exists after the show. Slime should not be used as a lubricant. <laughs> Maybe it was just excess lube that Nickelodeon wisely commandeered for its own gain. Just tiny, there's children on game shows being dumped with green lube. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, man. Did you hear what happened to Bobby and Charlene? What? They're fired, man. They got caught They got caught doing the nasty in on the ice cream slide on the Double Dare set. Wait, on the slide or in the pool of fake ice cream? No, the both. Like, they were, like, doing it at t- on the top, and then, like, you should see the camera footage. They, like, slide down Small the fudge slide onto that. And then they were, like, they were they just, like, like, security showed up, and they jumped out and ran over to the soda jerk, and they were just, like, trying to press the right one to get the flag. If they get the flag, the security guards can't stop them. That's the rules. That's the company rules, man. <laughs> Why is that the rules? <laughs> Uh, so Vitamin C turned down that role and decided to go into music. But on her debut album, she recorded this song, uh, Graduation, Friends Forever. And it, like I said, I, I the first time I heard it was when I was uh, graduating elementary school. I was in fifth grade, about to go into sixth grade, and this song played. And I remember this was the first time I heard it because I heard it in exactly the context I said everyone hears it, where I was in an auditorium seeing a video presentation of all the photos from that year, which, by the way, I wasn't in any of them. Uh, I wasn't very popular. So it was photos of other people. I was seeing other people's great memories. You could knock me over with a feather right now. I'm so surprised. (laughs) Oh, but hey, soon you went to homeschool and you were in all the photos. Just you. (laughs) As we go on. Just the same photo of me over and over again. (laughs) So it was really depressing for homeschooled kids. But uh, as Steve, I think, was saying earlier, this is a song that I feel like you... uh, Well, you said misheard the lyrics, but I feel like people don't even really listen to the lyrics in the the verses. It's just the chorus everyone knows. Um, But we have everything pulled up here so we can explore this song kind of as fully... 
as it deserves because like i said i don't think anyone hears this outside of graduation I have a problem with the song right up at that point. <laughs> so, right there, right yes, in the because, first sentence. <laughs> no, the first word. This song starts with and. Uh, Who starts a song with English major alert? English major <laughs> alert. <laughs> I'm sorry, you, you shouldn't necessarily start a sentence with the word and, only in special instances, but to start your entire song with and. And, and it has to be in reference to something. But the song has just started. We don't know what she's talking about. And so we talked all night. It's starting in media rest, which is, in storytelling, is not necessarily do they, a bad... Uh, do they give you a black coat when you join the Grammar Gestapo? Or is that, <laughs> do you have to buy your own? It's known as the Gramstapo, and no, I had to buy my own. But whatever, you know, nobody's listening to that part of the lyrics anyway. Man, this episode is already gold star. We talked about people fucking at the Nickelodeon studios. Now we're making Nazi jokes. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just imagining the song playing over photos at the Nuremberg rally. <laughs> no, oh, you know, every time we do every time we do an episode, I worry about what we'll talk about. I worry that we won't have anything to talk about. And then somehow we always end up finding I'm sorry, who brought up worst, who brought up Gestapo? The worst possible things to talk about. Oh, that's right. It has all been me so far. I did that. I did the people fucking in Nickelodeon. Well, I didn't. No, Mike brought that up and then I merely extrapolated from his original <laughs> into the thought. double dare uh the fuck slide there, yeah. I want to take the physical challenge. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you approach coworkers that you want to have sex with at work. That's the legal way to do it. Now, so there was a little bit of instrumental part before the lyrics even got in. And this song, by the way, it might sound familiar in other contexts. This song is a hodgepodge of other songs. Um, in fact, it is, quote, uh, it is heavily based on canon in D by, oh, God. Oh, Huckabell? my God. Oh, my God, it is. Yes. Okay. There is an insane amount of music that uses Pockbell's canon in D. Oh, yes. Like, this is just... Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Christmas canon. On this night, on this night, on this night, on this merry Christmas night. Oh, yeah. Oh, every time that song comes on, I think it's this one. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for graduation to play. Is it Christmas or graduation? I don't know. Um, Yes, canon in D, although this is transposed to the key of C major. Um, And it also includes the opening of Beethoven's uh, Piano Sonata Number 30. So it's it's got all these classical elements in it, um, yet no pomp and circumstance. See, because I always think of when I think of graduation, I when I hear pomp and circumstance, I think of graduation and or the Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> that was his entrance music. <laughs> Did you? Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, you know what? This being the age I am now, fuck this song, man. <laughs> Where are we gonna be when we're twenty-five? We'll be old. Oh, oh, our lives will practically be over by then, and everything will be set. We'll have our job that we're gonna have for the rest of our lives. We'll have the friends we're gonna have forever. We'll, we'll definitely be married. We'll definitely be married. Get, get, starting, starting a family, owning a home. By twenty-five, we'll have done all that. Oh, yeah. Newsflash! <laughs> Nobody <laughs> fucking did! Nobody! Not one! Uh. Unless you started in a different, in a different, like, what, what strat not stratification, what am I looking for? A different, 
Uh, you sold out, Steve. Yeah, That's you what, fucking you sold, sold out, out, man. You sold out to the easy way, no, like the finance you, way. If you had started after graduation with a certain head start, maybe you would reach that point. No, this song was written at a time where uh, the idea of owning a home was still a possibility for many young people. By 25. By 25. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Like, looking back, where was I four years ago? Oh. <laughs> Making $9 an hour. Oh, yeah. I'll have a house. No doubt. Well, that's not true anymore. You better, uh, if you have something you need to say, you better say it now because you don't have another day. Well, we have Facebook now. Yeah, I still don't un, talk to any of those people. Unfucking fortunately, there's you have all the time in the world to say whatever the hell you want to say to people you haven't talked to in ten years. <laughs> and people have gotten downright volatile with like how they're like saying shit to each other on Facebook. People are saying whatever's on their mind. Let's stop there for a second. Um, Let's unpack I keep, those two verses. I keep thinking about of that night in June. I didn't know much of love, but it came too soon. That's some premature ejaculation story, right? Wait, there. oh, is that I, what that was? Yeah, I'm glad you were oh here. God, so great. I was. Oh, thank God. I was so confused about what that could possibly mean. But premature ejaculation really, really seals the deal. It's not the first time I've said that sentence. Yeah, <laughs> seals the deal. I think. I mean, I I could play devil's advocate and say she's just talking about the time she had in high school. That time came too soon, but the uh, the order of that wording, that night in June, it's one specific night. I didn't know much of love, but it came too soon. <laughs> pretty sure, given uh, if we if we uh, diagram the sentence, pretty sure we'll, we we can determine based on that context that she's talking about love coming too soon. The feelings uh, of love. I don't know, guys. That she wasn't prepared to for fall what in she love. was feeling at that particular moment while she was <laughs> no, doing yeah, her right. high school she boyfriend. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Right? She was doing her high school boyfriend, right? That's what we're talking <laughs> yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or girlfriend. Or girlfriend, or yes. No judgment. Although, can a girl premature ejaculate? <laughs> Asking the tough questions on the song Topsy Report. I don't, I don't want to unpack that. I don't. No matter what we say, we're gonna be wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. Three men know all about I just don't female know the organs down there. <laughs> I'm just. Saying. I'm genuinely thinking now. Wait, this is why my girlfriend has has still hasn't and will never listen to the Vibes Cartel episode. <laughs> oh, Vibes Cartel, I'm sure is an authority on that subject. <laughs> Is that when the... Is that when the... What? <laughs> are, are you saying that they were talking on the phone about how life's not fair because she had a poor sexual experience with her high school sweetheart? Yeah, and then she got pregnant. Wait, where uh, are you getting that? Uh, 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 someone hit the reboot button on me, please. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Mike, those links we read were, um, and then it was me and you, and we got real cool. Stay at home talking on the telephone with me, which doesn't even rhyme. I won't even get to that. Uh, we get so excited, we get so scared, laughing ourselves, thinking life's not fair. You read teenage pregnancy in that. Well, that was after the, well, if you put it together with the last thing she just said. No, if you put it together with the last thing she said. You still then... got two radically yeah. different points, and I'm trying to connect them. <laughs> yeah. Life's not fair? Is that all you're closer than this? <laughs> I thought, I, okay. No, are you saying the life's not fair part? Everyone says, okay. First off. That's why I said never mind to begin with. I can be trying to explain the stupid things I come up with. Yo. Mike, listen, and I never thought I'd, I would have to say this sentence ever in my life, but if the song is about two lesbians and one prematurely ejaculated, there's no way they had a baby. <laughs> you're not wrong, Nick. You're not wrong. Oh. This is how it Oh, but none of it matters when you hear that. It does. It's all the times we had together. Are you sure it's come whatever? I don't care what that says. Yes, and as our lives change, come whatever. I think it's from whatever. No, it's come whatever. But it's, it's changing. It's like saying, come it's, what may. It's changing from what happened. No, and as our lives change, comma, come whatever, comma, we will still be friends forever. I don't know. How I mean, is this the thing we're arguing about? You can interpret lyrics, but you can't change them. <laughs> how do we constantly... How are we constantly getting on grammar errors in this in this episode? <laughs> Why is this the thing that we don't like about this song? No, Steve, what, were, you, were you going to say something? Oh, what was I trying to say before we launch into another Grammar Patrol episode? Yes. The Gramstapo is at it again. Fair your papers, and are they in the correct order? There's a period. There is a question mark. There is the exclamation point. Are you hiding footnotes under your cellar? Oh, God. Oh, God, Nick. <laughs> Oh, God. Jesus. No, no, no. No, no, fucking stop. Both of you fucking stop. Okay, I realize it's my fault because I started the joke, but it's not my fault that it got that far. That is both on both of you. Mine, my joke, my joke was written. Was Mike done, is still trying to say another Nazi My joke, joke was done in such a way that people listening could extrapolate from there, but we didn't have to do the dirty work. And then you two had to fucking keep going. When, Listen, when it comes to doing the dirty work, you can always blame the Nazis. When you said that, what did you mean by that? <laughs> Steven, what were you trying to say? Oh my God. How did this episode get so far off the rails? Um, I was just going to comment on when I listened to the song in preparation for the episode, I was struck. By a car, by and by you were car. okay. <laughs> I was walking across the street and wasn't paying attention. Uh, I was struck by... Shut up, Mike. I was struck by how this song is... Vitamin C does a very good job of perfectly encapsulating a certain type of nostalgia when it comes to a high school experience. But when I say nostalgia, I mean nostalgia in the psychological sense of nostalgia isn't objective nostalgia is subjective you remember things as you would have them remembered so she really in writing the song really w came up with a great mind fuck of 
she somehow managed to put all this together in such a way that it could affect the widest grouping of people with their the in in terms of the nostalgia that they created for themselves. Like whatever the closest common denominator of nostalgia yeah. is, she found that. Yeah, like I recently been rewatching um I started rewatching uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer recently. Um after having not watched a single episode for Such a very a long show. time. Um and I started with the high school episodes, which I remember the least. And I'm watching this going, aside from the vampires and the demons and the big bads and all that, uh, it was a Hollywood ideal of what the high school experience was. And much like the song, it actually perfectly encapsulated, by the time you get to like the end of season three, where they graduate, this sense of, we all went through an experience together. And we had had that experience in different ways but we all went through it together and this song perfectly distills that into just weaponized nostalgia like you can't listen to the song and not think about your high school exactly. experience exactly not necessarily the actual high school experience that you happen to have but the one that you but the chose idealized rose tinted glasses version the hollywood version exactly. of high school so so really this is i mean this is just an awful song incognito right i don't oh it's hard to be objective with this song i don't think it's bad i don't think it's great but it's it's weaponized it it, it has the surgical precision to cut into your nostalgic memories and make you feel those warm fuzzy feelings like i didn't have any of the experiences that she's mentioning in the song i didn't have any of those so perhaps i am the only one that's resistant and resilient to the weapon but when i listen to the song i don't feel that level of nostalgia about high school because I didn't have ex- the, the experience that she is capitalizing on. So when I hear the song, I don't think back to my high school or my high school experiences. I approach it from a purely scientific, objective standpoint of... As much as you can. As much as I can of this of what this song is trying to do to other people as opposed to what it's doing to me. So when this song comes on, Steve... Because this is important. I am invulnerable. You're invulnerable, so you don't get you don't get locked. Because like I'm telling you, as soon it's as not- the opening music starts, it immediately takes over for at least for myself. Like, and then at that point, it doesn't. It do- the main lyrics don't matter. It's uh, the chorus. So. Yeah, the chorus is the weird. chorus is locked in, and all I can think about is like my own life and my past stuff, and all the other shit she's saying doesn't even matter. She could be saying gibberish. Between the choruses, and, and it wouldn't matter. And the reason, be, and the reason behind that, is that high school, specifically graduating from high school, is the first time I feel, using my degree in pop psychology, uh, that I have that's from the on University my wall, of Phoenix, the yeah. University of Phoenix, Arizona, uh, and I did my graduate studies in Miami. Uh, uh, is the first time I think in a human creature's life, a human animal's life that it is able to recognize the existence of a thing I like to call an omit, a one moment in time, which is based on a comic book storyline that I hate. But it's it's still catchy, so I use it. Um, up until that point, human beings don't really have the, the cognitive ability to determine, hey, I can never have this experience again. Like, when you're a child, you're not constantly thinking about, gosh, you know, this is the last time I get to play at the creek with this group of friends, and this moment in time will never come again. Yeah, you're, you're just living child. your life. You're just living in the moment. It's not until, like, the high school graduation that you have that feeling of, 
I will never have this particular experience again with this grouping of people in this way. This is a moment in time that will that has passed and will never come again. And it is the foundation of nostalgia. Yes. This is the first time really in a human's life where nostalgia takes its icy grip on your heart. So this is a, an evil song, man. Oh yeah. Oh, because oh, sorry, was that was I not was I not oh clear about God. that with all my like Gestapo jokes the whole time? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Because nostalgia is what prevents people from moving forward and living the day as the day it is that day. I disagree. <clears throat> what? I think nostalgia is like alcohol. It can it can provide you in appropriate doses a warm, fuzzy feeling, or you can drown in it, literally. Uh, oh, man, maybe that's why you have the bad reaction to nostalgia. Because <laughs> you can't, like, monitor yourself. You're a nostalgia-holic. I, I, I just need to keep... Yo, because when I, when I get locked into nostalgia, it's a problem, man. Yeah. So vitamin C uh, is is uh, waxing philosophical on you know when when we look back no, now will our jokes still be funny? Um, they my, weren't funny then. Yeah, no. My solution is if you never say funny jokes, they'll never not be not funny. Uh, and then uh, she says, "Hold on, I've done back that." That was a triple negative. Uh, and then she says, "You know, will little brainy Bobby be the stockbroker man, and can Heather find a job that won't interfere with her tan?" Yeah, my that's what I mean. They're the shittiest versions of yes. themselves. <laughs> my first observation is that when this song is played during like high school graduations, there's invariably a Bobby and a Heather. And when those lyrics come on, if anyone is listening to them, I feel like it's kind of calling them out. Like Bobby's like, come on, I'm trying to be friendly. And Heather, well, Heather, I mean, let, let's be honest. Heather's Every, always a bitch. Heather's <laughs> always a bitch. Let's, let's be real. And the line is, can Heather find a job that won't interfere with her tan? But the, jo the only jobs I could think of that won't interfere with the tan are uh, nudist colony tour guide, um, sunscreen tester, and PSA speaker about the dangers of skin cancer. Those are the only three jobs that Heather can get. Wait, but then, but she's not. No, because if she's if she's uh oh, you, so she could get the tan and then talk and not have and then warn people. Well, yeah, because if she's if she's years down the road continues to have to have a tan, her chance of getting skin cancer are higher. What about bronzer spokeswoman? I guess I was saying sunscreen tester, but bronzer spokesperson, I guess, could also. The only so way, four careers. The only way it won't interfere with her tan is if she dies from skin cancer. That's it. She gets to keep her tan, and then she dies. Right? Oh, oh Baywatch. Baywatch actress? <laughs> actress on Baywatch. Uh, okay. Or spray tanning uh, person. So really, Heather's actually okay. <laughs> she can still get most careers in her life. No job is really going to interfere with it. Yes. It's getting house? very what the hell's that? It's getting very dramatic. It has a lot of agency behind it now. Think about tomorrow like we think about now. Can we survive it out there? Can we make it somehow? You can't. Yeah. The no, answers are no. And then the, and song, the song abruptly ends right there. <laughs> Steven Trollinger, back in two thousand, just interjects with You can't. This this song needs an updated version of it to just let kids know how terrible it's gonna be when they leave high school. You know? Well, it's actually funny you mentioned that. I was going through the comment section on this video just out of curiosity, and two-thirds of it are people commenting like, oh, I graduated this year, insert year between 2000 and now, 
and you know i still miss my friends and then like the rest of them are there were a lot of really cynical ones like just high school is just a piece of shit uh and some of them were really depressing like some of them were like i turned 25 i don't know what i'm doing with my life anymore i don't know why they're commenting on the youtube page for <laughs> so someone help me Wait, no seriously they're like cries for help nick so let me get this straight people commenting negatively on youtube had a terrible high school experience you say <laughs> Are you sensing a pattern or something? As though they are interconnected? <laughs> well, there were a few comments that stood out. Um, in the music video, there's this there's this um kid there's this Asian kid who like keeps having like papers thrown at him and he looks like the stereotypical geeky, like nerdy. It's like every cliche. Um and someone commented, Tim A eight months ago said, quote, I'm not Asian, but in high school, I was that Asian kid in the video who kept getting picked on. Fuck all the rest of you. <laughs> And then, very cryptically, Matt Miller, four years ago, said, quote, No dark symbolism in this video. I miss the simpler times. What dark symbolism is he talking about? Like, are, are there, like, Illuminati symbols in every music video now that I'm just missing? Either that or right before he listened to this song. The, for, the only other song he listened to before this one was, uh, uh, I can't even remember the title of it, the, the one that's secretly about school shootings. Oh, oh with the, um, the pumped up kicks. Yeah, that one. That's I just listened to pumped up kicks before run. that. Faster than, yeah. faster than my bullets. Yes. <laughs> Thought this would never end. And suddenly it's like women and men will What do you mean a high school song? I want to make a high school song that tells people it's going to be all right. Stick to your guns. Be yourself. Don't say that in the context of school, please. <laughs> it's just about, you know, that it's, you know, one day, one, it, everything can change. Super quick. You just. Gotta... I feel like that's every graduation speech, though. Every time, like a speaker speaks at, like you know, a college campus or something, it's always about like how uncertain the future is going to be and how much you have to just follow your passions. I but mean, I mean, like in like like for for those freshmen, for those sophomores that are like just in high that, school. Yeah. Oh, so to 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 get them prepared, like a like a middle school graduation speech to prepare them for high school. Yeah, where it's like, yo, people might hate your guts now, but it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Just be nice to other people, and then you'll find some friends. Like, Look at how I turned out. I was in a riot. I got arrested. <laughs> I've been arrested. I've been in a psych ward. So no, what, but, you're, uh, what you're what you're actually proposing is scared straight, but for high school. <laughs> no, I'm trying to tell them it's... Because like, he's saying... I, Mike, I, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Mike has turned out great. Mike, I've said this before, and I, I will say it again. You have lived more lifetimes in your short life than most people who have lived to old age have. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Like, I... I, I a part of me envies the amount of living that you've done, and then a part of me also thinks I don't have the strength and the constitution that you have to survive prison and be waking up handcuffed in Bellevue Hospital psych ward <laughs> and other shenanigans. Nick, you're a strong-willed man. I think you would have been just fine, but... Thank you. I crack under pressure. <laughs> That's Steve's dating profile. <laughs> That's all it says. I want to make one. I want to change my day profile just to put that quote in there now, just because it's funny. Like that's fine, just so long as you don't do what you were originally going to suggest and make me a dating profile, because then I'll have to kill you. (laughs) It is a cheap bullshit move to throw in the gospel-style soloist at the end of your song, because that's always going to make your song sound better and more important than it actually is. Like, that's like that's like the cheat button. That is the Konami code of nostalgic music. <laughs> As we go on, life will suck soon. 
don't forget it. See, if you were like a gospel-style soloist, I that would still sound inspiring to me. forever when i listen when i was listening to the song i was i originally got caught up in the in the very literal notion of uh, i mean that's always what they that's always what people say at the end of high school is you know yeah. right in the yearbook we'll, we'll stay be in touch forever we'll stay in touch and all that and life gets in the way and it doesn't happen but if you take a broader context to it in the sense that we'll be friends forever technically even if you never talk to that person again you're still their friend so long as you don't become their enemy. You're saying there's no statute of limitation on friendship? Correct. I feel like if you are, if, yeah, we're friends forever in the sense that I haven't chosen to become your enemy later in life. You don't think friendship is an active thing? Like we have to stay in contact and have concern for each other's well-being? Uh, you know, it, I think Steve's right on this. Like, well, of course I am. If, uh, <laughs> like I have some friends that I don't talk to for you know, like a year at a time. Or I might not see them for several years. Yeah. But if they came knocking on my door, like, in need of, like, shelter, yeah, I'd be like, get in here. Take the couch. Especially since, given how life works, that would more than likely be you in their place <laughs> doing that to them. But we never can tell who it's going to be. So it's good to help out everybody. But the, if you were, if you left on good terms... Yeah, you know, or you ever you got any of those friends that you bump into like on the like around the holidays, and you're like, and it's just like you picked up right where you left off. And then it freaks you out and you go, oh, and accidentally shove them off the subway platform and they get hit by a train. I like uh, that. I meant like that, not happened, but like that, like that would like happen. Steve doesn't have any enemies because they're all dead. <laughs> That's the second line in his dating profile. <laughs> But so I mean, at this point, in in the um, in the recital hall or in the auditorium where you are, the the slideshow is starting to fade to black, and you're just left with whatever instilled nostalgia the song has left you. Oh, but it still works. I'm you know still. What? You know, swept up this in it. this song and the accompanying music video really deserve like a stand by me style end of the credits thing where like Bobby never went to Vietnam <laughs> <laughs> like they're hugging each other and it's like as we go on and then there's a freeze frame and it says Samantha started a Fortune 500 company until an errant Scud missile destroyed her office building. Oh, <laughs> we remember. Bobby got addicted to meth shortly after high school. But Heather did find that job that didn't interfere with her tan. Until she died of cancer from... <laughs> from but not skin booth. cancer. <laughs> Ironic enough. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that is graduation, parentheses, friends forever by vitamin C. Uh... Yeah, so probably come May, a lot more people will be... Because actually, the, the the one little fun statistic I, I uh, think I forgot to mention is that... You did! I know. This song 
It's obviously considered a landmark in the graduation-themed song department, accompanied by uh, Good Riddance by Green Day. Um, and this song has appeared on the iTunes music chart at the end of every school year since the chart's inception. So come May, June, this song, come whatever, this song is going to be appearing once again. Got to get in on this racket. Yes. <laughs> P- pick a life event that hasn't really been capitalized on yet. Ooh, death. I was no, gonna say, wait, uh, that's done. That's been done. Divorce. Divorce songs? I. That's actually not a bad idea. You don't listen to country music, do you? <laughs> uh, well, I drove my key into the side of his pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive. Is that a divorce one? Yes, that's... It's called a country divorce. It's called a divorce. That divorce. Thank you very much for listening. You can uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review if you're so inclined. You can listen to us. Well, I, th- I think uh, it's not subscribing on Spotify. I think they consider it following. Uh, but we're on Spotify. You can follow us there. You can listen to us on Google Play or on our website at thesongtopsyreport.com. And if you have a bad song suggestion, you can email us at thesongtopsyreport at gmail.com. And you can follow me personally on Twitter and on Instagram at Nick Brigadier and uh, Mr. Mike Russell. Hi. Yeah, that's right. You can find me at Miss. Mr. Mike Russell.com. That's Mr. MR. Or on Instagram at Mr. Mike Russell.com. That's Mr. MR and dot DOT. Uh, and like Nick said, yeah, send us your uh, feedback, song suggestions, uh, your favorite high school memory. And uh, if you're a girl, have you ever prematurely ejaculated? We'd love to hear how that's possible. Yes, let us know. <laughs> uh, Steve, where may we find you? You could find me. On Instagram and Twitter at your man Trollo. You can find my website, stephentrollinger.com. And you can not do any of the things Mike asked you to do for me. Or you can. It's up to you. No, you can't. <laughs> Just tag Steve in your answers. Don't don't tag me. That's what when you want to get people listening to you on social media. That's what you gotta Screen, do. Don't tag, don't tag me. me. No. <laughs> Well, I'm going to uh, call up my parents and ask them to find my high school high school year. High school, my high school, my high school yearbook, and go through. Oh, actually, wait, hang on. Shit, do I still have it? Um, I had a. I was um, when I was in third grade. I came to the the school halfway through, so I didn't have a photo of me uh, in third grade. So in the yearbook, there's just like this blank space. And then my name is written next to it. So I drew a picture of myself in there. And like, I, I, I have like massive, like crazy eyes. And like, my tongue is out. And my hands are just like waving in the air. Uh, and <laughs> self portrait? It was self portrait. Yes, yes, I'm an artist. <laughs> oh, but enough of that bullshit. Uh, now, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm going to go finish watching Buffy so I can figure out what the fuck you guys are talking about. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care.